Hey everyone, it's Tony and Cheryl. Welcome to this Tuesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Well, I'm not even going to have to edit that. That was nice. You never times. edit it. You just leave me with this oh, long no, I, gap. I, a lot of times, if there's a long gap, that's because I've taken out a longer gap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you were bothering to edit it, why don't you just edit it to be really nice? Uh, no. No, you just always want to make me look like a fool. You know, that which is imperfect is perfect. Aww. Yes. That's what I tell myself. <sighs> All right, stories. So, Hall- uh, Halloween is over. Yes, it is. Which means we're in full-blown Christmas mode. We are. Completely forget Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, um, I mean, yeah, there's only so much to celebrate for you know, Thanksgiving. Th- there's a cornucopia somewhere. That's why Thanksgiving is on the top of my favorite holidays list. Because it gets so little respect? Yeah, I like... <laughs> because it just requires so little hoopla. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I hate that you do that. He opens sodas and makes a big old fizz. You all set now? I am. Um, that's what's why it's the holiday that I like to have at my house. Because there's so little. Because, like, you just cook and, like, that's the only thing you have to worry about. Right. You know, there's not a thousand decorations. You don't have to buy presents. Such a nice, easy Throw holiday. some leaves on the table as your center place. Exactly. Your that's it. And you're done. I like and then maybe I fall asleep at some point during the day. Definitely you do. Yes. So, well, the reason I mention that is because uh, the bulk of this show today is about Christmas happenings in California. Right. So, uh, lots of exciting news, uh, and I thought, you know, we focus mainly on Walt Disney World as a family, uh, so, you know, we, we know what goes on down in Florida, but I, I thought I'd kind of give everyone what the kids call the 411 on uh, on what goes on in California. All right. All right. So, uh, big doings at, at California Adventure. Um, they have the Festival Foods Marketplace. Which is a seasonal mix of multicultural cuisine. Uh, they have not yet released their menu, but you know it's kind of like uh, food and wine. Where Stay tuned; I'll be reading menu items. Oh yay! <laughs> Luckily, there is no merchandise for this. Uh, very big in California is Disney Viva Navidad, which is a celebration of the. I don't want to. I don't want to say Hispanic culture. I guess it's Hispanic culture, Hispanic, Mexican, yeah. South American. Yeah. Uh, culture, and the big thing in that is the Viva Navidad Street Party, uh, which is celebrated with the three caballeros. Since you know Pancho and um, what's the third guy? I just had his name. Donald, Donald Pancho, <laughs> and Jorge. Now you just made me forget what it was. <laughs> yeah, I made you forget. Um, oh, can oh, we just move on? Okay. You'll think of it later. I'll think of it later. Yes. Uh, the, the three caballeros celebrate in a street party. There are also giant 12-foot-tall mohiganja puppets, musicians, um, mariachi musicians, samba musicians, folkolorica dancers, and Disney characters. And those 12-foot-tall puppets are Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Uh, this celebration goes on from November 8th through January 6th, as does most of the Christmas uh, ha- happenings in California. Uh, under Viva Navidad, they also have a... They celebrate the Three Wise Men. Uh, Paradise Gardens has a unique, uniquely Disney event honoring the Epiphany or 12th day of Christmas, which is celebrated around the world in many ways. The holiday is known as El Dia de los Reyes Magas in Central and South America, as well as Mexico. And Disney Festival of the Holidays marks the occasion with an enchanting Latin American traditions the whole family can enjoy. Nice. So that is exciting. Okay. And then, let's see. Uh, they also have... This is at Redwood Creek. 
It's called the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. It's at Grizzly Peak in Disney's California Adventure. Um, it's a place where you can go meet Santa Claus, and they have um, some fun activities that you can participate in. This runs from November eighth to uh, November twenty, uh, December twenty fourth. I'm sorry. That's because Santa's got stuff to do. That's right. Um, so the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail has been transformed into a holiday themed trail. Filled with a playground, complete with seasonal games and outdoor activities. Um, you can stop by the Ahwani Ahwani Camp Circle uh, near, the, near the trail's entrance and meet Santa Claus, uh, snap some pictures, and uh, I don't know, sit on his lap, give him your list. All right. And they're also going to have um, an activity map that you can pick up to locate all the games that you can play. They have different sections of the trail that have decorations and toys hidden so you can find those excellent um if you are in the park twice daily you can enjoy mickey's happy holidays which is a celebration featuring disney and pixar characters uh who enter the park to a mix of high energy music uh you're invited to dance along with mickey and his friends to the merry rhythms of the holiday toy drummers and you can find them at the paradise gardens park obelisk and carthay circle good um also in California Adventure this year, they have some new holiday sunset concerts. They're being held at the Palisade stage. Um, they're going to, I guess it's the Suffragettes? Suffragettes. Suffragettes? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's the name of the band that's playing, and they cover some top rock band hits that are holiday-themed. Um, I don't know. And then Different Nights, they, have, they also are featuring... Fat Cat Swinger, uh, the West Coast Little Big Band, and they have, I guess it's swing music? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swing music with a swing holiday music with a fresh new twist. Okay. And then those great bands join other entertainment that celebrate the many uh, cultural holidays at the Disney Festival, Disney Festival of Holidays. There's the Blue 13 Dance Company presenting a tr- spirited tribute to Diwali through t- traditional Indian folk dances and bol- uh, Bollywood. Uh, Mostly Kosher brings the spirit of Hanukkah in a concert that combines klezmer jazz and rock and roll. Acapella performances by The Sound celebrate Christmas and Kwanzaa. The Grammy Award-winning Mariachi Divas bring the joy of Navidad. And the Disney uh, Festival of Holidays also includes the antics of the holiday toy drummers. Uh, once again, the Disney Viva Navidad with the Three Caballeros and Santa's Holiday Visit at Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. And with all this music, um, if you enjoy the different uh, offerings they have for music, you can actually listen to these holiday playlists through the Disney Parks app or the Apple uh, or Apple Music. You have to um, have a subscription, whether it's a trial or a paid subscription to Apple Music for that. That's right. It is a curated sampling of songs. Neat. And then as far as the rides go in California Adventure, you can ride Mater's Jingle Jamboree, uh, Jamboree, which is a holiday hoedown version of the motorized square dance ride. I want to do that. I know. That's that was the fun. best ride. Um, and then they have Luigi's Joy to the Whirl. Hop aboard and enjoy the spirited seasonal transformation of Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. And there's the Buena Vista Street Holiday Tree Lighting, uh, 
where the tree is illuminated. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, there's a special version of World of Color. They're calling it World of Color Season of Light, running from uh, November 8th to January 6th. It's bringing Disney stories and holiday magic to life. You know, as much as everybody talks about the World of Color, I, I personally did not enjoy it as much as I, mean, I wanted to. Yeah, my... They don't have seating for any of their shows, right. so you're just kind of you have to stand there for a long time before they start, and then you have to stand there while they're on. It was chilly while we were there. There's some it water was. spray, but it was pretty. But I would have much rather have been like in a, I don't know, theater. I really bench. would have liked someone to roll in a nice like couch for me mm-hmm. and set me back a little ways. And have I, a, I just know. I just thought that all of the water jets and launch tubes and everything just kind of made the. Um, the water in front of the pier just very like messy and jumbled. Yeah, when they're not when the stuff's not being used, it doesn't look very nice. Right. And then if you want to shoot across the Esplanade and go over to Disneyland Park, there is some stuff going on over there as well. Uh, the big one is the Wintertime Enchantment at Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle, uh, where the castle becomes a shimmering spectacle every evening. Uh, we saw that earlier. Uh, a few weeks ago when they put the snow on some of the turrets and the roofs and they've added some pixie dusk so it now shimmers as well. Very nice. Yes. Uh, They have a parade there, the Christmas Fantasy Parade, which uh, includes Disney characters and Santa Claus for a merry musical procession. Now, that is the same parade that is on the Disney Christmas Parade uh, on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. They... Do they, they film 95% of the musical acts in Florida and they use California for the parade because their parade's been in existence for 50 some odd years. Huh. So if you ever think when you're watching the Disney Christmas Parade on Christmas Day, that's not live. That's a pre-recorded uh, event. Now you've ruined it for me. I have. So maybe you can sleep in this year. They also have some special fireworks. They're called Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks. Um, they feature special music, and even a sprinkling of snow. I'll let you do the next one as well, because then I've got a whole mouthful. Okay. Um, the It's a Small World Holiday Lighting witness the magic when the whimsical facade lights up in a dazzling display. Which I think is pretty cool. I enjoy that building as a standalone building. If you've never been to California, um, it blows Florida's version of Small World away. It's a, a solo building. Um, by itself, you know, you enter a boat outside, you go into the building on, on water, um, but the building is very whimsical uh, and, and is just like an architectural uh, cavalcade. I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is. I think it's the just, biggest thing fun. is just that the entire um, fantasy land is themed after a small world. So mm-hmm. they have the, those same facades with that, you that know. Whole the whole little section. Yeah, is right. all in that. Same style. So, uh, Small World has what's called It's a Small World Holiday, and it is a Merry Christmas version of the ride. Um, not only is the building decorated with lights, uh, but the, this year they are adding three new immersive scents into the ride. Ooh. So, when you go through Asia, you will smell cherry blossoms. When you go through South America, you will get a classic cinnamon scent. And in the South Seas, you will have a coconut scent. Um, these join additional scents of fresh pine and peppermint candy that guests already know and love in the European scenes. I don't think I've ever noticed, like, for all the time they, they have those scents, or, like, only at Christmas time they have Now, them. see, I don't know if those scents are just for Christmas or not. Because I didn't notice scents when we were there. I know. 
Hmm. Maybe you you weren't paying attention. It's, I mean, you know, if you didn't, if you don't tell me, then maybe I don't notice. Your nose it. wasn't paying attention. Maybe I thought the lady in front of me just smelled good. That could be, or you thought it was me. So this overlay on "It's a Small World." Uh, fifty thousand lights are used to illuminate the facade, with an additional three hundred and fifty thousand mini lights brightening the trees, hedges, and topiaries uh, surrounding the attraction. Um, there are uh, after dark, the smiling clock at the front of the building. Uh, Decked out in a Santa hat reveals a sparkling projection show. Uh, so this advanced 3D technology is utilized, uh, you know, much like they do on the castle and on Main Street in California. Uh, in the European scene, they have 150 giant candles decorating the Christmas tree to create a warm holiday glow. It used to be a common West European tradition of lighting candles, which then became stringing lights as electricity became uh, prevalent. And people cared about f- things like fire codes. Fire, yeah, and dry, you know, because nothing goes better than dried out pine trees and candles. Right. Um, the Small World song written by the Sherman Brothers is enhanced with holiday carols of Jingle Bells and Deck the Halls. And then, uh, let's see, it takes 35 days to install the glittering facade while two dozen cast members spend 18 days decorating the holiday attraction. So that's uh, just some stats and facts for you. Lovely. Um, Another spot where they're doing some special things for the holidays is over at the Haunted Mansion. Uh, They have, um, they're they're just decorating it with some frightfully festive touches. So I'm not sure what exactly that is. I mean, they don't do a Nightmare Before Christmas um, specifically, right? Well, they do that overlay for Halloween. So then maybe they just leave it. Right. Okay, that makes sense. It says you will see the mansion at its cheeriest with eeriest get it oh cheeriest okay yeah so they just must leave that okay right and then the Disneyland Resort itself is uh, decked out in holiday lights and decor you can also take a holiday time at the Disneyland Resort tour which will give you an insider's look at all of the magic and then of course uh, you know we have to remember the Disney the downtown Disney district uh, where you can shop, play, and dine in festive spots filled with magical merriment is of course. what their website says. And going back to the um, the holiday time tour, that is a, a paid tour. I, that was my first question that I asked Tony. I said, do you have to pay for it? Yes, that is a paid tour. We don't know how much it is or anything, but um, it's not free. And speaking of California, uh, Disney Parks chairman Bob Chapek helped decorate the Disneyland Park Christmas tree last night. Um, which was actually early this morning after the park closed. Uh, Bob Chapek and Disneyland Park Vice President Chris Thyler helped cast members place the star atop the 60-foot-tall Christmas tree in Town Square. Woo! And that, I guess, is what that little center section of the hub is by the flagpoles. That would be Town Square. Ah, uh, right. Yes. There you go. I think, I think I knew that. That's a callback to yesterday's show. All right. Now, uh, moving back over... Not back, but moving to uh, Florida? Yes. Um, We have been given a sneak peek at Pluto's toppling popcorn Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom card. Uh, This is something that we have never done personally ourselves. Our children have not done it. Um, But uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is a card game that is played in the Magic Kingdom. Kind of like the old Kim Possible or the... uh, Harry the Platypus. But there's uh, no like uh, digital interaction. Is oh there? yeah, there's interaction with the oh. cards. Uh, well, so the you, cards aren't digital, are they? No, but you get a deck of cards, and the cards get read, and you play the cards at certain spots, and there's a reader, and things oh, happen okay. in the windows. All right, I see. So this is an interactive game. Um, but starting on November eighth, you will be able to pick up the party exclusive 
at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom card. Um, so if you've never played this before, it's a game where you can team up with Merlin the Sorcerer to help defeat Disney villains who wish to take over the Magic Kingdom. You locate villain hideouts throughout the park and visit magic portals where you use special spell, special spell cards to ward off the villain's attack. Each spell card stars a different Disney character, each with their unique powers. The game begins at the Firehouse on Main Street, USA, where you can pick up complimentary spell cards and maps. Additional cards may be purchased at select merchandise locations. So the story on this toppling popcorn is that uh, while gazing into his crystal ball, Merlin caught sight of the mischievous chipmunks Chip and Dale. The scampering scamps were playing a festive trick on the unwary Pluto the pup. Uh, and when he finished laughing at their holiday hijinks, Merlin decided to create a magical spell in their honor. So, uh, the Pluto's toppling popcorn is the new spell. So if you play the game, uh, huzzah and good luck. Okie dokie. Um, over in the Magic Kingdom, Gaston has debuted a new outfit. He is looking hot. Um, excuse me, Gaston always looks hot. <laughs> he is looking hotter. Uh, this new, um, look is a little more streamlined. He looks a little less car- less cartoonish. His muscles are not quite as big. Uh, what are the other differences do you think there? Um, his blouse now has, instead of just the V-neck, his uh, blouse now has the uh, grommets with the uh, you know leather strap, almost like a tie right. uh, that goes through it. And I think the color's a little bit different, right? It's like a... Um, more of a maroony red instead uh, of like a bright... A, like a bright fire engine red, yeah. His, his shirt is now maroonish, and instead of being long-sleeved, uh, the top tunic is that maroonish red with a long-sleeved yellow undershirt, uh, which is also the color of his collar. Um, he has a leather belt. He has more traditional uh, boots um, that fit the time period of Beauty and the Beast, and his pants, I don't know, his pants look kind of funky. They've gotten a little baggier, and they're darker, more of like a... They almost look like a velour. I know they do. They look cheap, actually. I don't know. It looks like a, something you'd get at Party City. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with the pants. But, um, but uh, you know, there is a little bit of bicep padding. He's still got orange gloves on. It's just a new look for him. Yep, just a little bit different. Something different to see. So if you're a big fan of Gaston, he's still as... Uh, Dashing as ever. Dashing, yes. Uh, over in Hollywood Studios, the Mickey Shorts Theater is coming. Um, announced in September, the new theater venue is going to be taking over the Star Wars Path of the Jedi attraction. Um, it seems that they've started working on the theater. Construction walls are surrounding that former seasonal space. And inside the Mickey Shorts Theater, guests are going to be able to step into the wacky world of a Mickey Mouse cartoon short. Um, so, yeah, expected to open spring 2020. Yeah. And since we're at Holiday, uh, Holiday Hollywood Studios, uh, we can say, you know, we spoke last week about the entrance arch to Animation Courtyard. Uh, well, they received their new signage today to go along with the new paint job. Uh, and it reflects the... Um, what we saw as, as part of the art uh, when they were talking about the 30th uh, anniversary of the park. And it just, it's a very plain, you know, Disney's and studios in little letters and Hollywood in gigantic letters. Um, there was, when we saw the artist depiction, there was supposed to be some characters in the O's. Uh, the characters are not there yet, so we don't know uh, if they're going to be added at a later date or not. But it's a, a very sleek, um, I want to say classic 
kind yeah, of look. it is very classic looking. Compared to the old one, the old one was very cartoonish. Uh, this is very austere. Yeah, it almost looks like uh, the entrance to, like, a Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Right. Um, and then I have a couple other little stories. Um, we heard... Oh, well, hold on. Oh, I'm let's, sorry. Let's, let's talk... Oh, I got one more part, one piece of park news. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, back over at the Magic Kingdom, the last piece of exterior track for Tron's light cycle run has been installed. Ooh. Um, still a long way from being finished, though, because they've got to put a roof on it, and they've got to do the interior track, but the outdoor track is complete. Cool. Yeah. Um... We had talked about the uh, runner from the 5K who had passed away. Uh, there are some details that are out on that. It was a 58-year-old male from Texas. Um, he died of natural causes that are related to hypertension and heart disease. Mm. All so right. uh, check your hearts before you run, guys. Right. Um, and then over at Universal, the uh, Uber has added a $4 fee to all pickups at uh, the Universal Parks. This is not for the um, the resorts there, um, but it seems that they've added this fee in conjunction with Universal. So Universal is charging it to Uber. Uber is passing it along to their um, their riders. But it's to put together an area uh, for people to wait to be picked up and just sort of have the coordination of um, Uber and Lyft where people aren't standing out in the middle of roadways and, and that sort of thing. Um, but it doesn't say anything about Lyft, so I'm not sure why Universal is charging it just to Uber. Um, maybe Lyft will have that fee coming. But um, if you're in the uh, Universal area and you're making use of Uber, just be aware that that $4 charge will be added. And that's kind of smart because their parks are so close to each other that if they're putting a centralized uh, pickup zone, I believe you said it was in the parking garage? It is, yeah. Right now it's on, I think, the fifth level of the parking garage. Well, I'm not sure it's where... It's nice if they put a small lounge there. Um, you know, it's just an easy place to congregate instead of just waiting outside. Uh, I, I can't see them putting, you know, doing the same thing at Disney because eat the parks are so, you know, such a wide distance between parks. It's not like one lounge could handle everything, whereas one lounge in Universal is pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and plus, because you, if you're staying at the resort, you, you know, you, you just, it's a quick little walk, so anyone staying within Universal isn't going to need an Uber, um, and then people staying outside are typically have brought their car, so I, right. it's not as many people, whereas it, it, at the Disney parks, you know, if you're staying at All-Star Sports and, you know, you want to go to the Magic Kingdom... You, you would you might want to use that. Right. So, um, yeah, they could never do this at Disney. But. Yeah. And then one other piece of Universal news to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, Universal has announced their 2020 dates for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, 2020 will be the 30th anniversary of the world's premier Halloween event. Uh, what started as a three-night celebration uh, 29 years ago culminates next year. Uh, on 39 nights between Thursday, September 10th and through Saturday, October 31st, uh, there will be 10 new, brand new haunted houses, five bone-chilling scare zones, live entertainment, and more. So uh, if you enjoy getting scared, Universal's the place to be. <laughs> yep. And uh, so, as always, follow us on our Facebook page. Uh, we are the Drive Time Podcast, uh, Disney Drive Time Podcast. Yep. Uh, give us a like out on iTunes under podcast. We're two dudes talking Disney. And until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. 